0: I knew that was gonna happen. Hey, bitch, what's up?
1: I've been having an affair with a married man. What does the future hold for us?
0: Oh, well, let me just, like, real quick, like, check your cards. Uh, Okay, that's good. Uh, that's really good. Oh, great. Nothing to worry about. I would just watch for pianos above your head, like, for the next six hours. Yeah, just be, like, really careful, because, like, you know.
1: So I'm gonna be crushed to death. Uh not no. (laughs) Okay, thanks.
0: Yeah, literally, no problem, girly.
1: (laughs) I think you've been
2: disconnected, Lemon. I knew that. So I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that Lemon is drawing strong Canadian inspiration from Alexis Rose on Schitt's Creek for this performance, mm. it's, uh, which is not a bad choice. Like if you're going to impersonate someone, if you're going to take uh, mannerisms of a character, uh, you, you couldn't do much worse or much better. In any event, she made a great choice. Made, so that's who I think she's kind of playing in this scene here.
1: She made a great choice. I thought the, the – you can't hear it, obviously, on a podcast, but the nuances of each grimace that she made when she turned over a card was mm-hmm. comedic gold. And I'm over here sitting like, I thought that I was sour on lemon, and now I'm kind of like – Girl, let's make some Arnold Palmer and get this over with. I'm fucking loving it. Um, yeah,
2: that's the half
1: iced tea right there, Mary.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just well, had to
1: let it steep a little bit in the tea, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, stir it a little. <laughs> Don't be afraid to stir it.
1: Uh, yeah, you know the she was, she wowed me last week with JoJo Siwa, and now this week this mini challenge i was like yes well i mean granted i could see any of them winning this like they could have edited it so that anyone could have won this but Mm -hmm. i i was like oh lemon yeah lemon was the the funniest one for sure yeah
2: yeah i i was um i mean i i obviously i thought jimbo was hilarious and i think that they are just having to pick and choose when they give Jimbo wins because they could just do it every week if they wanted to, uh, but I would say if you're really loving those little those little nuances that Lemon is playing, girl, watch Shit's Creek. Like this is this is why Annie Murphy is nominated for an Emmy mm. as Alexis Rose this year. It is so good, and it's because of those little notes that you're like, oh. Where'd you come up with that? No one told you to do that. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, let this be your entry point to just finally watch Shit's Creek. For
1: sure, for sure. I'm, I hear you loud and clear. It's not that I'm resisting it. It's that I need to be in the space. I just finished Search Party season three. It was fantastic. I highly recommend watching all three seasons. Um, I hope it comes back soon. Apparently it's rumored to come back and june of 2021 but anyway uh, long story short uh lemon this episode was also great in the main challenge uh, she also had nuances there that i really appreciated mm. where uh what is it she said at the end she was like um oh god it was uh, uh she's like oh my god and we totally stole that money
2: <laughs> right right and it Oh, so she, like, the two things I loved about that is, like, A, was, like, the freeze frame of, like, after Priyanka says something, and then, like, Lemon turns, to go, oh, no, and then it, like, freezes, like, perfectly. I love that middle of the action freeze. Yes. <laughs> But in general, I felt like Lemon was giving me not to keep saying that all of her performances are derivative, but like in a positive way, she was hitting notes that like Kate McKinnon would
1: play mm. on SNL. Yeah, and like yeah, the, in a good way. Yes, yeah. yes, the way that she did the "Have you ever gotten so litty you splitted, splitted your kitty" uh, with the hands on her head.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. She God. was kind of doing like some of the stuff Kate McKinnon would do, some of the stuff that Cecily Strong would do, mm. like. Is she? I feel like Lemon. Lemon is good at at becoming a character and and kind of disappearing into a role, um, or like just kind of fully like figuring out how to play that role in that scene. Um, in so it's kind of surprising, or I guess, not surprising to me that the other queens are wanting to send her home because, as Stacy said, like she's they're clearly threatened by her.
1: Sure, and it's just an interesting story that they're building with uh, Lemon because to be honest with you, I thought that she should have gone home that first episode because I thought juice box gave the better lip sync. And I was kind of like, ah, we don't need lemon in this competition, you know, like whatever, but she's, she yeah. is surviving and, and certainly coming up and being memorable as more than just this pretty queen, you know, um, who's, you know, maybe rubs you the wrong way or sours a, a mood of yours. Right. Uh, because yeah. she is kind of sweet. Um, and, and there is this, uh, this gentleness that I can see underneath uh, the mm-hmm. rind, you know. Sure, sure, absolutely. I think you know, and uh, I bet she's
2: full of seeds. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> you, uh, I want her de-seeded, please. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm just a twink to you, as she says.
1: <laughs> uh, I,
2: I want that on a tote bag. I'm just a twink <laughs> to you. <laughs>
1: She is. Ooh. Yeah, uh, she is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a leaky twink. Um, Ugh, <laughs> uh, did he say? Squeeze oh my goodness. It. <laughs> yeah, squeeze, pal, squeeze. Uh, so, Mary, um, I. And then we come to Lemon at the end of this episode. Obviously, you you kind of referenced it, but, like, yeah, they wanted her to go home. They might feel threatened by her. And it's interesting that the judges, I think it was Stacy who even called that out, they're like, oh, yeah, we know. They're just threatened by her. And I'm kind of like, ugh, Mm -hmm. that that trope that always happens on these shows of, like, who would you send home? And it's like, all right, I know what you're doing here.
2: Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I kind of feel like... It, it reminds me a little bit of like Valentina, like maybe Valentina season nine, less than All-Stars 4, where, you know, she, I feel like the queens were all like, oh, what's she doing here? But like, she's kind of killing it, isn't she? You know, like mm-hmm. there's, they don't know what to do with this queen who's like figuring it out every week, you know?
1: And I wouldn't give that much to Lemon. I will say the last two weeks I've been very impressed. All right? I've been very impressed the last mm-hmm. two weeks, but- you know, first impressions are hard to erase. So that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm kind of like, oh, uh, all right, well, let's see. And the runway this week also, I was like, well, I mean. Well,
2: her runways have never, I, I can't think of any of her runways where I was like, oh, yes. Um, you know what like, the, You know I, what I
1: think of? I think of the the brown lemon tree look. But what I found out on her Instagram is that actually what made that look was the headpiece. And she didn't design mm-hmm. the headpiece. Well, there you go Yeah,
2: I I think that Yeah, I think Lemon is uh, It's funny because you, you kind of expect her to be You know, like a, a snap judgment Would be like, oh, Lemon is just a runway queen But I feel like that has been The the weakest part mm-hmm. of her performance on the show Yes For the most part Agreed,
1: yeah. agreed uh, And happy to be corrected But I can't think of yeah. other ones Um, Yeah, but, you know uh, She, that beautiful little bitch survived And didn't have to lip sync Yeah Oh, and they
2: they were not going to send her anywhere. Like, I feel like, you know, across the board, everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, lemon's not going anywhere. Like, this is an essential ingredient this season. Right, right,
1: right. You need the lemon. Uh... You do. It brings (laughs) out the
2: rest of the flavors.
1: You know what? I want to just, I'm going to give a little bit of a a tease to what's to come in our discussion. I was annoyed, and maybe we can parse this out why I was annoyed, when Lemon came out on the runway, and you heard Jeffrey Barry Chapman say, "Sexy Scarecrow." Why was I annoyed? Oh,
2: I don't know because it it was not very scarecrowy. It was like, no, we, that was Kiara in the first episode. That was Naomi Smalls in season eight. Like you're you're so many scarecrows away from this being a scarecrow. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I'm like Michelle Visage with the finger.
1: No. no. <laughs> So yeah okay good And then then it's not just me I was like what was that comment And you know I know that it's not Michelle, Ross, Carson and RuPaul Creating these fabulous puns while watching these queens come down Like I get that And Mm -hmm. so I know that you know uh, I I have an expectation and they're just not meeting it But also sexy scarecrow? No
2: Yeah, I, like, anytime there's something that has a bit of a patchwork quality, all of a sudden it's a fucking (laughs) scarecrow. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I was surprised. I feel like there are so many denim puns and there's so many, like, jeans puns and, like, you know, uh, oh, this, you know, it looks like she really patched something together. I don't know. Whatever. Like, that's even better. (laughs) Yeah. Any of that makes more sense than, like. Sexy scarecrow. Yeah, it's like if okay. I if I wear a flannel shirt, in my sexy scarecrow, sexy lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I would like to believe lumberjack, but probably scarecrow. You know what? If you <laughs> came if you came
1: down in flannel, I would go YMC, yay! Oh, or because like the village people, Yeah, right? Right? Or YMC, hey. <laughs> oh, and if you were a lesbian uh, lumberjack, I'd see YMC. Hey, hey. <laughs> Sorry, I love that joke. Um, yeah. Love that drink. Love that drink. Um, so okay, so good. I'm glad we kind of talked about Lemon's storyline a little bit. Um, uh, and yeah, I thought she did great in the challenge, and um, is funny and is very surprising. Uh, a, a new yeah. taste. A new taste.
2: Yeah, I am. I am fine with her. And finally, who cares what I think? But I'm. I'm interested in her being kind of likely one of the top four, top three. You know, like I think at this point, I I do see it being Rita, Jimbo, Priyanka and Lemon in the top four so far.
1: Oh, right. Right. Lemon's certainly in the top four. Uh, I, I feel like because it's Canada's drag race, uh, I know this is I, I just feel like they're going to put her in the top three because it's Canada's drag race. I don't know why yet i can't put that into words but i feel like canada's drag race would put leban in the top 3
2: you mean like over priyanka yes. for example yes mm. yes i mean i mean mm. you
1: know what i'm saying like i don't know it yep. i i well i know I mean, that i know I that think... this is slightly political but like you know it's just interesting that there's no black queens left on canada's drag race you know it, oh i, I, I they I, escorted them out <laughs> one by one first half of the season Jesus right. followed him around the store and then escorted them out I, I you yeah. know I'm just I <laughs> it, it boggles me and I know people have thoughts on Tainomi I I thought Tainomi should have lasted longer and especially Starzy and we go back to this a lot but we're gonna keep talking about that amazing quilted look right that she made yeah
2: yeah, I mean that's when you, whenever you mention her name, I just think of that bubble coat. I'm like, well, I mean, Ugh. that bubble coat should have that should have won you a few a few passes. Yes, you know? and the
1: and the cousin it, and then when she turns around and they were like, I wanted it to be Morticia. I'm like, shut up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, then you can come up here and tuck your dick between your legs and be Morticia Jeffrey, or you can sit there behind the judges panel with eyeliner, and be mean to everybody.
1: Uh like pugsley yeah uh, yeah exactly <laughs> oh man anyway okay I, I enough of that i know enough of that i know it's a competition and and whatnot and and all of that but a political mm-hmm. lens you know interesting because we, we're thinking that way these days especially sure um, why not yeah. that's
2: we've been doing that for four years you know it wouldn't hurt to keep it up
1: <laughs> yeah um so anyway i i I think we can jump into this episode. Uh, most of our conversation, I think, will be about one particular aspect of the runway. But aspect of the <laughs> runway. I'm glad you got it. Good, you got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caught it right between the cheeks, Mary. <laughs> God, I just left myself ass out for that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Mary. Uh, anyway, let's let's face crack of the century.
2: on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Don't do crack, Mary Don't do crack Crack is whack Crack is whack, Jack Yeah, that's
2: a whole other problem
1: (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Mary uh, Let's do some full coverage on this episode And tell Mm. our Marys what they're listening to Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary All Right, Mary
2: right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of drag, and the paradigm created with this beady, beady little TV show. I'm Johnny, and
1: it's my special day!
2: (laughs) And I'm Colin, and gravel, gavel, gavel, gavel. (laughs) Which I mentioned because I don't know how much we're going to talk about Scarlet this week, and I just want to mention... I am secretly mostly excited for Scarlet every week. Really? I know, I'm I I don't know what it is about her, but I am enjoying the hell out of Scarlet Bobo. And I, I, don't, I, I
1: don't think you're wrong, but I Scarlet Bobo is someone that I'm pleasantly surprised is on my TV screen every week. I am looking forward to obviously Jimbo, but the one that like I feel like nobody's talking about the way that they should is Rita Vega. So. Rita. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, Rita, I. Madam. Yeah. <laughs> madam. I mean, I, I'll say this up front. This is the second time where Rita has won. And I was like, oh. Yes. Oh, I'm, I I mean, like, I'm not mad at it because I lo- I'm i really enjoying Rita. But like, was this Rita's week? Oh, uh, no.
1: Yeah. I mean, no. if, if, if we're talking about Rita, can we also talk about her workroom robe? Oh. Uh.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, with the with that fringy hair thing. Oh, yeah, God. and the red glasses. God, I mean, she is a force, Mary. Yeah, she is. You know, I was thinking about this, like, not to draw comparisons, but, you know, why not? Uh, I feel like, you know, we've been talking about Jimbo and Rita as really kind of like the the front runners of the season so far. Agreed. And I feel feel like there are dynamics of them. Like Rita, there's elements of her that make me think of Bibi Zahara Benet. And there's elements of Jimbo that make me think of Nina Flowers, and like just in terms of like I feel like Rita kind of carries herself the same way BB did, and Jimbo always has like surprising, exciting drag the way Nina did, mm. and I just I love like I think that's where the parallels stop, but I love that those two kinds of personalities as front runners in a season, you know.
1: So you like Grand High Bitch, not necessarily Bitch, but Grand High Witch in Rita, and then this mm-hmm. kind of like. Quirky, spooky clown-ish energy that is slightly club kid in Jimbo.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think with like Rita in particular, it was like I and even like rewatching like All Stars three and seeing that version of BB. It's it's like a charming, you know, playing the grand dame kind sure, of thing. Like sure, I'm I'm not put off by it at all. Yeah, you know, yeah,
1: no, it makes sense to me. Um, I yeah, no, Rita, this episode, granted. Basically, her punchline was, you know, everybody else not knowing French, um, right. which got old, I think. But uh, she was fine. Um, I loved. I it was her nuance that I think it didn't win it for me. Obviously, Jimbo, I think should have won this week, but uh, based on the runway and the acting challenge. But um, mm-hmm. Anita, hot dog. Oh, thank you. That part. Mm. <laughs>
2: Oh, that was great. I mean, that was it was was little things like that. It was her hot dog acting. Yes. That was all I like when I watched the episode again, I kept an eye on her having known she had won. And I was like, okay, I see what she's doing well. But like Jimbo is giving me this like Uh, Chloe 70, you know,
1: (laughs) kind of. Drew Georges, as I say, as I I say it wrong every time. Yes. I know. You know, I know. I know I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. It's my it's my joke.
2: Yeah, it's it's beyond phonetic. It's like if you put phonetic in the microwave for 30 <laughs> seconds, it's Drew Droach's.
1: Oh god. Uh did, did you just say phonetic? Um so <laughs> get my purse. Get me my purse. Um Mary, so okay, so yes. So uh the hot dog acting for sure. But let's talk about Jimbo because this it's my special day taking something that we all kind of understand with the popularity of Bridezilla and the experiences that I think um, many queer people have with cis, ha, ha, straight women, you know, uh, in, in gay bars during a bachelorette party. Uh, there's this, this stereotype and he just leaned into it and created it and it made it funny.
2: Yeah, like, boiled it down to, like, one big sort of parody version of that, of someone just being the loudest person in the room and being selfish yeah, and yes. being a monster yes. and, like, just <laughs> boiling it down to that one line I thought was really smart.
1: Uh, I, we got to hear him say it twice. I was I was so into that. Uh, mm. My special day! Uh, yeah, and, and it connected very well with the discussion in the workroom, you know, just to kind of tangent a little bit before we continue talking about Jimbo, but, you know, that idea of them, you know, oh, I paid $10, I get to pet the queen, right? Uh, that idea that they started mm-hmm. the discussion about, you know, the, the 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 behavior of certain folks during a drag show, and specifically those bachelorette parties, um, but I think what's most, because we've talked about that a lot, right, but on All Right, yeah. Mary, yeah. but I think what was most notable that I think is really important to just put into perspective was when Alona said, "You know, I've had more gay men do that to me than 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 mm-hmm. cis bachelorette party women." So
2: yeah, uh, yeah, I uh, thought that was a like a a nice like pleasant surprise of a note because it's like, well, yeah, that's it's very easy to to lay all of this problematic behavior on the quote unquote outsider in the bar, right? Um, who comes in and invades, but it's like. This, you know, we are not exempt internally of this as well. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, people don't always, they don't treat performers with respect in general when they're drunk at a bar. Um, yeah. And yes, it it, it is problematic that the, the, the drag queen on stage will review the rules. First of all, that they have to review the rules in general, but also will review the rules, and then someone will, you know... Break them and I it, it calls back mm-hmm. to Darcel 15 when Darcel was telling me oh I have zero patience for it and I call it right out uh, and and stop that nonsense immediately um, and because you have to you have to because they, yeah. they'll push and until you create the boundary as the performer and the one controlling the room they're going to keep going um, it, it's it's an interesting phenomenon that happens right because it's unexpected in a way um yeah you know yeah
2: and I feel like it's people kind of you know especially if someone is playing if they're doing very sexy drag or doing very body drag then I think people in the audience like forget all of this is an act this is not who this person is they're not like they're not looking for you to grab their ass as they go through the audience to grab tips right. like this is like them putting on a show yeah. and I think that I guess Bobo had said that of like you know people, they, they forget you're a human being. They think you're just, yeah, this thing to play with. And I think that's, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's, it's probably something that you know women at strip clubs or whatever deal with all the time
1: well yeah and i think the difference between like women at strip clubs is you know because you could also say the same about go-go boys in gay bars right because they mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah they're pieces of meat and so people lack lack the the thought and then when you have a drag performance it is very different right it's a very different energy um and mm-hmm. and people forget uh which you know is uh, is problematic to see and you don't really know what to do. And I, I'm not letting bachelor parties off the hook either, because I know that there are gage bachelor parties. I think we saw that a scene in um, AJ and the Queen. Uh, there was on one side of the stage was this bachelorette party oh, with the girl yeah. vomiting. And on the other side was mm-hmm. this bachelor party. And they were acting just as shitty. Right. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's not so much of like, oh, it's these straight women. It's like, no, people get together and they get drunk and. Um, and it's their special day. Yes, yeah. Yes. And I guess that that allows you to just stick your finger up anyone's ass you want. Oh my god, <laughs> yes, I didn't realize that. I mean, yeah. to be
1: sexually assaulted while you're performing, and then you wouldn't, you have no power in that situation. Y- yeah, you know what I mean, right? It's awful, right? It, it's
2: yeah, it's a shitty situation to be put in because you're there doing your job, and you're meant to be, you know, entertaining the whole room, and you're like, okay, now I have to make the decision: Do I, you know? Do I stop everything to confront this? Do I just keep going and shrug it off because I have a job to do? Because people came here to see this. Uh. Like to, to have to even have that debate and to figure that out in the heat of the moment of performing a lip sync is, you know, uh, that's a that's a handful right there.
1: Right, because you know, even if you waited until the song was done and then walked over to the bouncer, then the bouncer goes and confronts you know that woman that did that to you. The obvious response is no I didn't right because that was mm-hmm. three minutes ago and they're drunk right mm-hmm.
2: yeah I mean I think at the end of the day I like as I'm saying that it's like realizing it's like well the yes you're there to do a job and entertain people but like I also think there's the Patty LaPone approach of stop taking pictures of stopping the whole show <laughs> yes. to like call shit out that I think you know, that is kind of what has to happen or else this shit just continues. It's like, no, if this happens and there are other people in the room who might consider it, but just did, didn't have the queen at reach, we will stop the show and we will ruin your night for a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, um, on the your show sp- does not go on on your special yeah.
1: day. Yeah.
2: On your special day. Yeah. yeah like I, and it's a shame because the onus is then on the person who's being, you know, assaulted. Right. But, uh, awful. I think, yeah, it's, Yeah, and it's a weird thing to think about now when, like, you know, when are we going to be in that situation again where people are even performing to crowds of people? It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah,
1: remember when that happened? Remember remember the ozone layer? (laughs) Remember the ozone layer? Yeah, there's always something. Um, Mm. Yeah, I... uh, That story... I mean, obviously, Boa's, I think, is a a separate... Whole separate discussion. But that that whole discussion about how drag queens are treated... uh, And, you know, obviously, the thing that they're pointing to is bachelorette parties and I think that there's another teachable moment for anybody but I think that gay men more often than not are if they do violate a drag queen on stage like they're totally aware whereas I think bachelorette parties when they go in and granted I am making an assumption here but when they go in yeah they do see it as kind of this this playful kind of show and tell show, and it's for them, and you know maybe they don't necessarily understand uh, the the boundary issue, right? Uh, who knows? Um, but so it I it makes I, me think about. I, I see it I as say, th- it
2: just makes me th- yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, it just makes me think that like it's very it, the, kind of the converse of that is like when gay men think they can just grab women's breasts because oh I'm gay, it doesn't matter right. if you're at the gay bar. Like that's a thing. I feel like I've even heard people who've met even like drag race girls. I'm like, oh yeah, she like grabbed my tits. It was so funny. And it's like, oh, she just probably just did that. Huh? That was fine. Like, and for some people that is fine. They don't care. Fine. Grab my tits, grab my snatch as Jade once said. <laughs> oh, but, God. um, but I think that it's, we're, we're seeing something happen, you know, on the flip side that, that often happens, you know, to women in gay bars where gay men think, oh, there's no boundaries here. Cause I'm gay. Right.
1: Fun bags. Yeah. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. And I feel like. By calling out the behavior of, you know, cis bachelorette party women, it you're you know, you're quick to be like, oh, well, that's a sexist thing to say. It's like, well, no, because we know that it happens on the other side, too. And I think we need to talk about both sides.
2: Yeah. And I think overall, as as Madam had said, it's like, don't touch without consent general rule i don't care how you identify i don't care what your pronouns are on twitter don't touch without consent right very easy right we all can follow that rule right
1: and and yeah and i think you know obviously the men the men grabbing women the gay men grabbing women's breasts is one discussion and it's awful and it should stop because they're not fun bags they're not just toys to play with at the gay bar uh, right, like it's ridiculous the way that it happens. Yeah. So no,
2: there's a, so many other things at a gay bar. I'd rather be playing with than a woman's breasts. <laughs> Let me be honest with you. There, low on the totem pole exactly. of things I'm interested in a gay bar. It's
1: ridiculous. Yeah. And then you know, on the other side of it, it's like, yeah, you can't just you can't just do that uh, just because you're having a bachelorette party, right? Like it, mm-hmm. both behaviors are problematic, and I think it's okay to call out both. Um, and that's yeah. why I love that Alono um, had that. In there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in terms
2: of social justice corner, I think that Canada's Drag Race is—they're uh, doing their part. I mean, uh, I don't really feel like we've heard this really talked about on RuPaul's Drag Race. So, um, yeah, probably not.
1: Just, probably not. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, um, and and then obviously, you know, all spiraling into Boa's uh, sexual assault story and uh, getting beat mm. up. I mean, oh my goodness. Uh, you know, once that story happened, I'm like, oh, Boa's going home, which, you know, I was a little distracted by. But I was happy that that story is there. And I appreciated even Boa consciously knowing, well, I'm telling you this for a reason because it is hard. And uh, yeah. it, it's hard to talk about that stuff in general, no matter who you are. And then to do it on a platform. I just want to give props to Boa um, for being able to talk about yeah. it.
2: Well, and I think that the, the lens that kind of Priyanka put on all of this of like drag queens as mascots and drag queens is kind of like i've heard other sentiments like that before like the drag queens are like the you know the the oracles of the queer community or the truth tellers or whatever but there's something <laughs> the to druids. that right Is like the druids <laughs> yeah um the high priestesses and i'm i'm all for that i think that's it's an interesting idea of like you know you have a platform, you're getting everybody's attention uh, by how you look or what you're doing or what you're performing, and you have an opportunity to, like, say something with that platform. Mm. I think that's, um, like, I think for anybody who's like, oh, you know, stop making drag so political. It's like, no, like, that's pretty much, like, it's it's probably its most powerful platform. Um, you know, uh, the most powerful, powerful thing you can do in drag is to use it as a platform and to get people's attention, you know, and not just be, oh, look at me. I'm being sexy on stage for five minutes. Right.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, totally. Totally. I mean, sure, certainly that is political in its own way just to do that. But to be able to stop the room and say no, t- to put your phone down, you know, no cameras. Right. Mm-hmm. To be able to do that is power and, and it should yeah. be done. It takes nerve for sure.
2: Yeah, it does. Um so <clears throat> all that being said uh Jimbo <laughs> I Jimbo Jimbo no here's the thing Jimbo the reality is that Jimbo could have won the mini challenge could have won based on the main stage like the, the, the maxi challenge performance and based on the runway like Jimbo easily this could have been Jimbo's week
1: Mary Jimbo's denim demon diva look was everything
2: Yeah yeah, I uh, – it's it's the same feeling I've gotten most weeks on the runway is then Jimbo comes out and it's like, oh, this is just so much more. I mean, this is like – it. it's like, again, not that it's the same type of drag, but it feels like the same kind of complexity we see from a Dragula performer.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but there's thought that, oh, my God, it was so good. And then to have Jennifer Boyer Chapman come out and say, hello, Jimbo, welcome to the competition, honey, I – are we watching the same show?
2: Right. Where was she? I. So what, last week wasn't enough? Was it just a ghost with Edgar's ashes in a jar? No. <laughs> she was Joan. She won. Oh, oh, mean, oh,
1: and big shout out to, I think it was Sister Mary Mac, who is like uh, Mary's disgusted of the Kasha Davis erasure. I totally oh, hear
2: you. I understand. I, the last queen I would want to erase is uh, <laughs> Mrs. Davis. Indeed, we got we got a, a bit of a Joan um, on season seven, but then she was she was sent home before she fully got to bring Joan to Snatch Game. Uh, so uh, um, Stan corrected. Of course, Kasha Davis would think of this years ago.
1: Right. Of course. Anyway... Jimbo has been I mean Jimbo should have won the first week let's be honest I mean especially mm. with that mini challenge that mini challenge Ugh. Mary is like first of all it it encapsulates an entire year 2020 okay right mm-hmm. people already made mm-hmm. that meme uh, that meme. Became a meme queen, right? That the whole performance, the Dragula aspect, just coming out of the gate like that, and then to not win that episode, did not win the recycle challenge because he didn't paint his arms.
2: Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, Mary. Ugh. All right. Ugh.
1: All right, Mary. All right, Mary.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, Jimbo is, I really do feel like they just can't give it to Jimbo every week. And so they have to just spread it around so that there's some sense of a competition.
1: It's so odd and it's so obvious. That's the other thing that I'm seeing with Canada's Drag Race is because they're quoting RuPaul and basically like, especially with this line, welcome to the competition honey. It's just another canned line. There's so m- mm-hmm. you could go through this episode alone and just write down all of the canned lines and it's just kind of exposing the competition for a reality show. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's I feel like this is the shit that they'd say to Miss Cracker. Oh, you finally showed up to the competition mm. this week. It's like Jimbo showed up 5 minutes early to the competition. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Jimbo drove the van like I, I yeah, I'm not I am There was not no traffic. It. No, there was no traffic, not even up in Montreal. There was no traffic. Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. Or Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Toronto. Uh, Toronto. Uh, yeah. Toronto. I, Toronto. I've, I've been yeah.
1: getting messages from Mary's. Uh, I think we got them, too, but just basically saying, um, you know, it's kind of Toronto's drag race. Like, there's so much Toronto on the season featuring Quebec, right? But mm-hmm. there's so many other types of queens in Canada that aren't represented here, uh, most specifically Newfoundland, uh, Newfoundland. Um, Newfoundland? Newfoundland, Newfoundland. That's
2: where they call you uh, my ducky, hey ducky, where they call you ducky. <laughs> that was... That's sort what, of what Mary told us on Instagram. It's what Sister Mary Johnny from that spooky told us. Oh, quack, quack. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was like, well, I'll, I'm going there just to be called Ducky. That sounds uh, fucking phenomenal. Oh,
1: God. I'm going to fuck you Ducky over here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll show them a newfound land. <laughs> it's been pillaged a few times, but hey, just move some rocks around and it'll look brand new. You
1: want to feel my beak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take Give that goose a gander. <laughs> I'll take you under my wing. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, I'm molting. I'm molting. I don't know.
1: Are you Mandarin or are you Mender out? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how about just a lot of both? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in and, and out. Yeah. All right, Mary. Uh, I almost said Mallard. Um, <laughs> All right, Mallard. <laughs> So Mary, before we go on and talk more about this judging, let's take a quick little break. So Mary, well, oh, go ahead. (laughs) What does Val say? What does Val say? Well, what do we do (laughs) do now? What do we do? What do we do now? We we both
2: talked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We both. You show me.
1: (laughs) You show me. Just go with the scene. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know what kind of candy you're making, but I'm a coal miner.
2: <laughs> Mickey laughing in the audience, yeah, uh, for the fireplace. For
1: the fa- oh, what do we do now? Um, so Mary's, uh, and Mary, let's talk very oddly on a, sh- an episode about fake lawyers. Uh, and in a, mm-hmm. and a, and a courtroom and I just I go to judging right because it's all it's all connected Right, you have these judges judging queens on how good of lawyers fake lawyers. They are right um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about these judges being fake judges this week <laughs> Well, you know,
2: it's the thing it, it's the thing about this series this season that continues to persevere is that the judging is Unpredictable
1: Mary let's just say that let's, let's just say that then you know uh, Mary, the the kindest way I can read this and the way that I think will be most helpful for me so that I don't get too kind of attached or you know caught up in the fantasy is all right, so they're being controversial and making these controversial decisions, you know and being mean essentially to a. Get people talking about it, get people outraged, and then b because the, the the myth of kind Canadians is one that they want to disband, perhaps sure,
2: undermining that like that assumption that like, oh, well, it's Canada's drag race, how hard are the judges even going to be on the mm-hmm. Queens? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll show you yeah. well, guess what Mimi? <laughs> they are
1: <laughs> Number three judges I couldn't believe it um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Number three of them are voting. <laughs> I could not believe it.
1: Yeah. I I just... Mary, this week... I know that probably the worst week was when Jimbo was super... Excuse me. When Jennifer Boyer Chapman was super mean to Jimbo, right? Like, you know, maybe try mm. that then, you know? Or try that next time, right? Um, yeah. Try harder. Yeah, maybe you should
2: use your time wiser. Yeah, use your time but, wiser, you know.
1: right? Um, yeah. But this week... It wasn't just Jeffrey, and I feel like Jeffrey is taking a lot of heat, and I just want to call that out that, yes, we can critique Jeffrey Bauer-Chapman as we have critiqued Santino and Michelle Visage. Like, bad judging or mean judging or harsh judging has certainly not been absent from a drag competition, right? That that always happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, before there was Jeffrey Bauer-Chapman, there was Jeffrey Moran. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> You know, you're gonna have to wait in the back seat because Jessica Wilde is in the front seat getting yelled at by. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's such a deep by cut. Jeffrey, it's such a deep yeah. cut that people. I just, I, I hope people know that reference, or we'll I find know. it out.
2: And I would, I would fire you in the car on the way home.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, Jessica Wilde, another queen we need to see come back. Who did a great RuPaul, right?
2: Yeah, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> you know, Jessica Wilde is the only... We talked about this during Snatch Game, is when when queens get out of their seat, things go wrong in Snatch Game. But she stood up
1: oh, at one point. Oh, fabulous. And she kept it together. Yeah, Jessica Wilde. Ugh. I love that queen. Love her. Wilde. Um, so, yeah. uh, Mary, the... I just wanted to name that. First of all, that, yes, judging has always been problematic. And certainly we weren't expecting it from Jeffrey Boyer Chapman because we've seen Jeffrey Boyer Chapman on Drag Race before, and he's super sweet. And we just hear him kind of quoting RuPaul. And then this week happened. And, you know, we got to see the dark side of the moon, so to speak. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I also want to call out that it wasn't just Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. It was also Brooklyn Heights signing on. And co signing this idea that Alona Verley needed to put makeup on her ass. Uh, you know, full coverage foundation would have helped you out. She definitely should have put some makeup on that ass, as Brooklyn said. Talk to me about this. Talk to me about these reads, Mary. When, when I first heard it, I was like, whoa, what? You know,
2: what it made me think about was Michelle Visage telling Dita Ritz yes. that she needed to lotion up yes. her knees, lotion you know? up. know, lotion up Awful. and those ashy knees. And like, there's obviously, you know, other kind of things there. you know, it, it's not totally the same, but it's similar. But I, I feel like my initial reaction when he said that was like, oh, if I were Alona, I would feel so embarrassed because there's my ass hanging out and they're like, oh, it looks a mess. For one reason or the other, and now I'm gonna just like back off the stage and try to, you know, not have the camera see my, you know, uncovered, you know, ass. But, you know, so Brooklyn, because Brooklyn posted a like a little apology explanation she did? on Twitter. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Did, oh, and I, it was uh, like tip. It was typical Brooklyn of like mugging Brooke for Boy the camera. B- Boy Brooklyn in bed, no shirt on, you know, uh, t- you know, camera angle just right to you know, get, let's get that angle, get that light God. Um, and kind of saying like, oh, you know, uh, I'm, it, we were not body shaming her. And it was like, if you could see what we saw, it was just like she had, you know, like the red spots from like shaving that we all get. And it wasn't about, you know, uh, I don't know, it wasn't about not showing her ass because for some other reason other than just like covering up blemishes so that it looked flawless. And I and then and she was like, you know, what I'm but it I realize it may not have appeared that way from how you guys saw it on TV, but like that's how we saw it, you know, okay. from where we were sitting. So
1: so Mary, my reaction to that is, oh, I didn't think that they were body shaming her on her size. I I was like, no, 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 no. I knew what you saw in the red spots. And it's like, no, actually, why would you cover that up? That's an ass.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah and that's the thing, because I, I feel like yeah, anyone who is reading this is like, I didn't read it as body shaming either of like, oh, no one wants this. Like, if anything, as they told Rita, they want to see a bigger ass. You know, they're all for big yeah, butts. Yeah. And this was I about full coverage. Yeah, I can get behind that, as they say. But <laughs> I... <laughs> I mean you know, I feel like it's that thing that I think especially, you know, after seeing things like Dracula or just kind of like being kind of opening our minds to different forms of drag, it's like, well, that's it is it necessary? Like is it like is being is having flawless skin part of what drag needs to be? Like there's it kind of brings up those questions of like it reminds me of early seasons of RuPaul's drag race when they told like Angina or Nina Flowers, like, oh, I'm getting boy. I'm just seeing boy in a dress, mm-hmm, you know. And mm-hmm. and in that kind of paradigm, it was like, oh, because there's this idea of like what the goal is here is to look like a certain type of woman, and then sort of like many years later, many seasons later, there are literally people coming down the runway not trying to give a feminine body illusion whatsoever, right? You know, right?
1: It, it, it's interesting because the judging here, you're like, okay, talk about the outfits talk about what they wore sure and they chose to focus on her skin and i i, I mean i guess I, I guess that makes sense with the whole overall aesthetic like i can see somebody defending like well no johnny they're critiquing the whole overall look and they saw her skin and they didn't like it and i'm like well stop there step right there it's subjective and you have to remember that so choose wisely what you're going to say, it just it, it came off as so callous and shallow that they would, that they would be like, no. oh, we don't want to see pimples on your ass. It's like, girl, I don't care. Shut up. That has nothing to do with what I'm presenting to you. I'm showing you myself. And you know what? The nail in the coffin for me was at the end when Alona was like, I will edit my ass off. Literally, I'll get it out of here. It's like, girl, you just lip sync to a song called Scars to Your Beautiful.
2: I mean, that was, that was the irony of that. I was like, man, put that on the list of ironic lip sync songs. Um, Yeah. It's, I mean, when you think about, it's interesting, right? That they had Crystal from Drag Race UK on as a, you know, mini challenge guest and Crystal always, she'll do like a full quote unquote female illusion, but have chest hair, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, oh, you could say that that is undermining the illusion but I guess you could also say, well, that's the that's the whole point is showing that kind of gender fuck, you know, smeared lipstick, combat boots, did the arm. Um, I mean, I don't want to, like, make like, – because I can understand. I can understand what they're saying. It's like, hey, if you're going to show your ass, like, you know, show it in the best light possible. But it also feels like – I hear what you're saying where it feels kind of shallow of like, well, was that really the biggest problem with this look? I don't know. It's – and uh, it, it,
1: yeah, it yeah it wasn't and the whole look is I'm showing off my ass in all of my glory I'm being myself this is me in this look and they're like yeah we didn't like the red spots it's like you know what your red spots exist on asses right they do right and it's like right th- and an ass can still be gorgeous with red spots on it and if let's say the red spots were from shaving is like Brooklyn was like oh yeah we all get that it's like well then don't shave and then they would have read her for having a hairy ass on the runway. And it's like, that would have been wrong too. So I don't see mm. that there's any win here, except they wanted to see a perfectly smooth, one-toned ass. And it's like, I, I, I just felt like it was way harsher than it should have been. Sure, you can have those feelings, absolutely. But your job as a judge is to help them kind of elevate their drag. And I think this is the wrong direction, especially from one of them who isn't a drag queen, and the other one who is.
2: Yeah, well, and I think some of it also is, is delivery, right? Like, I think sure. there is, um, and Stacey is usually pretty good at giving constructive criticism, whereas Jennifer Bowers, it often comes off as a little, just a little more, like, snarky. Mm. And so <clears throat> there is probably a way to say, hey, you know, just a tip, like, I'd recommend, uh, you know, maybe it's, like, to make sure that your ass matches your face. You know what I mean? Like, when you're showing skin, you kind of, I mean, granted, our face skin and our ass skin is never the same, but, like, um you know what I mean? Like, I, there's some way to do it that's a little less nasty. And this just kind of felt like, again, like the mean gay at the bar being like, yeah, well, I can see the pockmarks on your
1: ass. Right, right. And you know what? So, yeah. You know what? If she had a smooth ass, and we've seen smooth asses on Drag Race before, they wouldn't have said anything to that to that regard of putting a makeup on their ass. This, this all had to do with Brooklyn and Jeffrey's feelings of like ooh I would be embarrassed and it's like no 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 don't put that on her don't put that on mm. this sweet little queen come on anyway <laughs>
2: yeah yeah it's uh it was certainly like it 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 didn't it I wasn't like wildly upset by it I was more of just like mm, this is that was that was an it. It reminded me a little bit of like Project Runway when Michael Kors would like go in on these designers mm. and these looks. And it was like, ugh, all right. Like, I guess I'm just a sensitive Sally in 2020, and I just want judges to be nicer, <laughs> you know. So shoot or, me, or
1: just be. You can be like Jeffrey Bory Chapman, mean about a look, right? You can you can be Michael Kors about a look like that looks like poop coming at her ass. Like you can mm. be mean about that, but it's. It's what you choose to be mean about, and I, I, I just found it so flippant. And Brooklyn also the, the reading with Rita Vega, who uh, won the challenge, you know you need to have an ass pad because that ass is real flat. It's just like uh, Brooklyn, okay, uh, find another way to say it, right mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I think there was uh, women have flat was, asses,
1: right? Like men yeah. have flat asses, women, like this is an illusion. It can be it can be this anyway. I I yeah. get what she's saying, and it's it came off as like what?
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear what you mean. Uh, I I would rather. I don't know. I feel like Dracula is like, to kind of go back to that is such a great example of like the the judging tends to be a lot more constructive, and there's also room to have hairy legs, to have a pimply ass, to have whatever. Like I feel like that's one of the things I love about Dracula is like. The idea of perfection, of flawless, quote-unquote, goes out the window. And so I think on Drag Race in general, there's this underlying idea of like, oh, whatever you do, make it flawless, mm. you know? And I think that's what's fun about Dragula is like, no, lean into the flaws. Like, yeah. you know, like, let's let's highlight what doesn't, you know, hey, uglies, let's highlight this, right. you know? Right, um, it, right.
1: Drag, drag Race reinforces uh, a stereotype, a narrative, uh, a standard that is mm-hmm. not necessarily fair. Because then, when, you know, if you've only watched Drag Race and you go to your first drag show and you see the flaws, you're going to be like, oh, that queen was terrible. Oh, that queen, uh, right. too many. Oh, I could see this. Like, oh, ugh. you know, and it's like, no, 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 no. That's not what we should be. Kind of promoting here, right? It's it goes to the same mm-hmm. it goes to the same argument of people that want a more diverse casting process for Drag Race. It's like yeah, so that that when people go out to their local clubs and they see diverse queens, they're not expecting this twenty thousand dollar level of drag. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's like you <clears throat> all these like casual Drag Race fans then go to a bar and they're like, where are the lace front wigs? <laughs> and it's like. <clears throat> you don't even know what a lace front wig is, but you think, like, it's, it is an interesting thing that's happened, I think, with Drag Race, is that people have kind of adopted that judgmental point of view. And, um, yeah, like, I don't know, part of the appeal is, like, yeah, give me a wig line. I don't care. Like, just give me a good
1: performance. Yeah. I don't give really me a good care performance. about your wig line. Yeah, yeah, give me a good performance. Right, right. I mean, and there's so many Instagram queens and YouTube sensations, right, where the standard is different and the standard is... You know, uh, it it's almost two D at that point, and so yeah, there's going to be a whole different game. So I just think, why not have the Instagram queens and the the club queens and all the types of queens on Drag Race, and and just judge judge their performance, judge the look uh, instead of yeah. their bodies. I don't know. It's just very it's problematic. That's all.
2: Well, I think, you know, the mini challenge, like especially this week, I think we're, whenever they feature that kind of quick drag, I think that's always more fun, mm. you know, because all of that like standards of, you know, perfection and and, you know, smoothing out this and having, you know, impeccable that, like all that kind of goes out the window and just the spirit of drag is there of like, put on an illusion, you know, and then just commit to it even though, you know, no one's buying it from 50 feet away. Like that's what's fun about it is like, we can just suspend our disbelief, you know? And I think that, I don't know. Like, I think th- those, those kind of, you know, quick drag challenges are, are more entertaining because you take away all of those standards of like, you know, how runway ready is this? The whole, the point of quick drag is never to be runway ready.
1: Right. The, the point of the quick drag and, is to get into the spirit of whatever you're quoting and then to quote it effectively. Right. And yeah. this mini challenge, they're, If I'm not mistaken, the mini challenges on Canada's Drag Race are pretty awesome. Uh, They've been great.
2: The the newscasters, Mm -hmm. uh, that was great. This was a great challenge. The reading challenge had a couple of fun reads, but the... I would say, yeah, the mini challenges have been a real joy. We got the one with all the pit crew members. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, right, and their members. Yeah, it was. uh, Candace Drag Race is killing it with a quick drag, Uh,
1: and we got Crystal, which I was kind of like, "Oh, good, it's Crystal." Yeah, I told you,
2: it's Crystal when she comes in, and Jeffrey says, "It's Crystal." I was Uh, like,
1: "It's Crystal." I almost made a super cut and posted it on Twitter. (laughs) Look who it it was—the first thing I heard. It's Crystal.
2: It's crystal. I told you. Yeah. Uh,
1: and you know she was lovely. Uh, this, yeah. These queens, I just think kill it in the in these, these little mini challenges. Uh, they're yeah. super cute. Um, Mary, can we agree that we never want to hear the whole sissy stuff anymore
2: (laughs) oh my god i'm telling you like i as people who repeat a word often right mary (laughs) i can even say enough is enough
1: it was just a lot i think that we we got a lot of it for a reason and and yeah i got it (laughs) well i
2: got it yeah well, oh, I got it. Yeah, it was like the um, it was like the birds and Finding Nemo. It was like mine, 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 oh, mine, right. mine. It was just like right, constant right. with the sissies, right? Uh, especially Alona. Um, it almost kind of felt like a crutch of like, okay, you, I feel like when you don't know what to say, just keep saying sissy. Yeah,
1: that didn't help her performance. It was so one note. I felt like yeah, yeah. and
2: whiny, and like whiny is just never as I whine about it is like never entertaining.
1: <laughs> it's never funny. Um, it's never funny. You know, I, I, I like this challenge again, this, I totally got the aesthetic and I got the jokes. I thought they all did, you know, pretty well in terms of what they presented. I thought the sissy one was probably the weirdest one.
2: You know, the, yeah, I thought that one was, uh, was a little off. I actually felt, I felt like the, the trio Baga, Boa and Jimbo, that was almost a little too chaotic for me. I was like, like I got the idea, but it didn't fully land for me. Honestly, Lemon and Priyanka was the strongest definitely, one for me. Definitely. And I felt like they found an additional layer. Like they found a way to kind of like, you know, take the idea and bring it to a new place. It mm-hmm. worked really well together. Um, I uh I kind of expected honestly, I thought this might be Scarlet Bobo's week to win. Um, I thought they were gonna decide that like Jimbo Bagaboa Was a little too much And mm-hmm. then all three of them Would be counted out Yeah And that Scarlet I mean Scarlett's runway Was great mm. I thought that she You know It was a really cool look I thought that she was Really funny in the challenge I think At this point With like seven queens left Like you know To, to stay in the game You're gonna need a win And so I thought They were gonna Kind of level it out And give Scarlet a win Um but they were—they
1: were like, frankly, Scarlet. I don't give a damn. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: They were like, no, no, Bobo. And I, uh, I, I kind of feel like Scarlet Bobo is going to be this like Jocelyn Fox figure of mm. season one for me, where. I will stand. I will stand this non-challenge winning queen till she goes home. Sixth place.
1: All right. You know, lean in, Mary. I get it. I like Scarlet Bobo, but again, it's always just this pleasant surprise. Uh, I, yeah, I thought she did really well in this challenge, and I was focused mostly on uh, Jimbo and Anita Hot Dog, and then mm. um, you know Debbie Dickhole. Oh my God, Debbie
2: Dickhole. <laughs> I mean, first of all, yeah, I'm Debbie Dickhole. I thought, well, that's just, yeah.
1: Uh, did you have any, uh, do you know any kind of lawyer-themed uh, drag names? I came up with a couple. I, I mean, the
2: only, I mean, all I could think of would be some takeoff of Jacobian Myers, you know?
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> I have um, an attorney.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: Laura Yer. <laughs>
1: Yer. Oh, God. Laura Yur, Laura Yur, That's bad. That's <laughs> like know. Heidi in Closet.
2: <laughs> yeah, but so bad. It's, it, it works. Laura Yur, Laura, uh,
1: I have um, Izzy Guilty.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then Sue Me, Bitch.
2: <laughs> oh, that, I like that. Yeah. Well, and I feel like like a sort of creepy Dragula Queen would just be subpoena.
1: Oh, yes. Uh yeah. Or a, perform- a drag <laughs> A drag king named Affidavid. <laughs> I was gonna say, subpoena could perform pro boner.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah,
1: and they'd all come in wearing lawsuits.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm the worst. Law suits. I'm yeah. the worst.
1: Oh God. <laughs> uh. I'm banging my gravel. Um. <laughs> uh, do you? Oh, uh, do you want to hear a lawyer joke, Mary? I only, know, yeah, I only sure. know two, and I'll only tell one, I promise, unless you ask for the second one. Uh, see what happens. We'll see how the first one goes. <laughs> why won't sharks attack lawyers?
2: Uh, I don't know why.
1: Professional courtesy. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: all right, one more, one more, one more.
2: All right, one more, one
1: more. What's the difference between a lawyer and a herd of buffalo? I don't know what a lawyer charges more <laughs> Jesus! what do lawyers do after they die
0: go to hell they, <laughs>
1: they lie still <laughs>
2: yeah that's, yeah
1: i'm done i'm done i'm going you're to done. I'm, I'm done i'm done and you're gonna tell me why i'm done johnny stop yeah. it these jokes are horrible <sighs> yeah please yeah please welcome to the stage Gil T. <laughs> Gil. That's all I got. Gil- guilty. guilty. Is he guilty? Um. Is, yeah. So is he guilty? Yeah. <laughs> <is he>? Um. <laughs> is he? Uh. Wasn't Izzy's? That was her name on uh, Grey's Anatomy, wasn't it? Uh yeah, of course. Katie Izzy Stevens. Katie. Katie Heigl. Katie Heigl. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Ooh. She got kicked off that show so fast. She <laughs> did. I
2: wonder what she's doing these days. Katie Heigl. <sighs> Hiding. Um. I guess so. So. Uh.
1: Yeah. So in terms of the challenges, I do want to talk about maybe not the challenge, but the whole episode. It was odd that Priyanka disappeared this episode Um, because I do see Priyanka Mm. as a top three. My top three is Rita Bega, Jimbo, and Priyanka. And I was surprised that Priyanka got such a, just a small role. Yeah, this was just like, yeah, this was not her
2: week. Uh, Not in terms of not doing well, but just like there was just no story to tell. I think that at this point, we probably talked about this already that Priyanka is certainly the narrator of the mm, season. Mm-hmm. And so even when it's not about her, I think like she still I, I, st- I think she still had like the most narration in terms of talking heads. Right,
1: right. I mean, it's interesting because we didn't get much Priyanka, and yet we got get ready for it, Mary. Two minutes of a Tom Green bit
2: oh we did get quite a bit of tom green You mean when he called his mother mary oh
1: my god i did love that
2: (laughs) i mean i i did appreciate that i was like all right well uh, at least a bsa nomination to mary green
1: yes mrs green uh mrs green (laughs) yes mr green's wife um so uh if we're gonna keep the clue references coming so i i just was like this is not funny I, I he's calling his mom. I guess that's charming, but like, I I, I kind of felt I'm like, well, wait, go back to Boa. Make this about Boa.
2: I, yeah, it, it felt very like I haven't seen Tom Green in a while. Uh, I it's been years since I've watched the Tom Green show, and um, I've never saw Freddie got fingered. So I um, I know Tom
1: Green mostly fr- mostly from Charlie's Angels.
2: Oh, see that? I do not know, no.
1: But it, it, all of this, I mean,
2: Tom Green has that Sasha Baron Cohen, Baron Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen. No, I'm not crazy. Yeah, uh, you are that crazy. quality. <laughs> I am crazy. Sasha Baron Cohen, Baron Cohen, I Costner, I hardly know him <laughs> Costner. Um, it, it has that Borat quality, where it's it's disruptive humor. Mm. You know, it's. It's meant to be that kind of like uh, like I think, for example, all of his critiques being like, oh, she's wearing jeans or oh, I like the thing that has nothing to do with denim about her look like that's very Tom Green to 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 kind of find the the off note to play the wrong note intentionally. Sure. You know? His
1: note was I don't watch this show and I don't know anything about drag, but I'm invited on this show and I'm going to talk about yeah. the, the absurdity of that.
2: Right. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a good fit as a judge on RuPaul's
1: Drag Race or Canada's Drag Race. Right. Right. Uh, which is weird because it's also like, all right, he's Canadian and there's so many other Canadians they could have had on. But whatever.
2: I know. <laughs> I know. It's kind of like when they had Joel McHale on. Yeah. Uh, I thought of
1: that, too. I did think of. Yeah. That. Yeah.
2: Just like, oh, OK, well. I'm glad he's having fun. Right.
1: Right. Tom Green. Okay. Um it, yeah, it was just an odd choice. And yeah, I'm sorry. I I would rather have 2 minutes more of something else than that that really weird joke with the the wings. It's like, okay, I are
2: y- <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was I think I feel like it, that's that that taught me to keep saying that that Tom Green thing, but it's like he tells the joke and then it moves we talked about this a little bit of like a catchphrase that like you have to say it enough times where it goes from not funny to like kind of funny again Mm. and i think he was sort of doing that in one bit of like okay got it you wore the wings Oh, okay all right you're still talking about it. oh oh, now you're calling your mother about it oh now she's sending you the picture like he just kind of commits past the point of expiration date till it turns into a new joke you know
1: right um i guess i just think he's more of a joke than the jokes he tells is that a problem sorry (laughs)
2: Well, that's 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 fair. I mean, you know, uh, I think Jennifer Bowers Chapman would be happy to take some of the heat off of him mm. onto another judge. Sure, so. sure.
1: There you go. Um, he's not even yeah. a judge. He's just a guest host, but whatever. He's just a
2: guest, yeah. Uh, <laughs> whatever. We're just fans. Um, <laughs> we're just fans. What do we know? What do we know? Where's Ann Murray? You
1: know? <laughs> oh, she's coming. Um, oh, thank God. So, so, Mary, let's talk about Boa and then lead into that lip sync because... I'm sorry, maybe you saw something I didn't, but I thought her runway look was fantastic.
2: I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, again, this is the thing with Canada's drag race. There's a lot of times, it's like, all right, just tell me what to think. Like, is this bad? Do we, do we we Are we supposed to like this? Do we not like this? You know, except for Jimbo, like, I feel like a lot of these looks, when they come out, it was like, well, I mean... Dragazard are subjective artist's as I once learned from Dragula, or I learned every episode of Dragula. Mm. Um, and my subjective point of view on Boa was like, okay, yeah, this isn't the best look on the runway, but it's certainly a look.
1: It was better than Lemon's, but I guess Lemon did better in the challenge, so I, I got that. Yeah. Boa didn't do that well in the challenge and is uh, just really – I think they even set it up in the workroom. She was getting mm-hmm. in her head. She didn't really know how to contribute – um so i get that but i got this like trashy divine look uh that i kind of appreciated uh she was the only one that really went very very big uh yeah i kind of love that
2: well i think boa it's like she's a kind of queen where like i don't i don't need her look i think her personality is so strong and like the energy that she comes out on the runway with is so strong that like it it almost veers into a pizza queen territory where yeah. I don't really care mm-hmm. what she looks like yeah. because I'm just, I like her energy. I like that she's, I, I like the vibe that she's bringing. So I'm I'm not as judgmental of the look as I might be of like other queens.
1: Right. Yeah. I feel like that with Boa too. Yeah. Because I like, yeah. I do like her and I like that type of drag. It's there's this loud body. You know, in your face type of drag. What what does Boa stand for again? They did it so many times this episode. Uh, bitch on bitch
2: on arrival. Bitch on
1: arrival, right? Which I love. Um, so did you think she won this lip sync?
2: No, I thought that Alona very much won this lip sync. Okay, I think that neither of them were giving me, neither of them were Dita Ritz shutting it down at the Scorpion (laughs) in Charlotte. But uh, Scorpion or Scorpio, I change it up every time. Doesn't matter. Uh, but I did feel like, and I we reference that so often, Mary's. That's literally the name of a video of Dita Ritz lip syncing at a club in Charlotte, and it is so, it is so good. She certainly and she's shuts wearing it down. denim. Yeah, she's wearing. And denim. She's wearing denim, Ugh. and she's shutting it down. She so, like, shut so it relevant down Ugh. at the Scorpio in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. So like, I wasn't. I wouldn't say that that was. I was getting that level. I felt like Boa was kind of presenting the lip sync mm-hmm. and Alona was very much, you know, giving me the face and the energy and the, and like the, the, the vibe of like being in the song. So to me, I thought they were going to keep Boa. I thought this is Alona's second lip sync. Right. They might be good to send her home at this point, but uh, I did not disagree with who won.
1: I, I, I don't disagree with who won. I did like Boa to start. And then at the end, I feel like Boa lost energy and then her nipple came out and I didn't know what was that was about.
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't even see the nipple. Oh my god,
1: her nipple came out. Like she 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 brought it out. It was very odd. Uh and also also oh. it was kind of like work, but like it wasn't the right moment for that. I don't think she right. she meant it. But um yeah, it was it just kind of fizzled out for me and I guess I would have picked Alona. But since it was Alona's second time, maybe I would have kept Boa because I like Boa a lot. The thing with Alona is I'm really glad that they didn't send her home on an episode where they told her to put makeup on her ass.
2: Yeah, I mean that would have been kind of like uh, you know, really putting salt in the wound yeah it would have been like and take your marked ass out of here like right. i think yeah that would have been that would have been a rough <laughs> would have been a rough go um i do feel like i mean if we're talking about a top and i'm sure Dra- you know, they're gonna do a top three of the season but if we're talking about a top four of lemon priyanka baga and jimbo like i do think between alona and scarlet if I'm thinking those two are the next to go, I think that Alona is probably next.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like she can put together a great look, but I think the next challenge is so much about performance and so much about like being in the moment and the scene. And I think what we saw from this week is like, she doesn't have a full, like, harness on that, so... Right, it
1: seems like Lemon is going to kill this next challenge, this pageant uh, mm-hmm. thing.
2: Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised,
1: I, yeah. I worry about Priyanka, Mary.
2: Really? Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> really? You're never too old to dream, yeah. <laughs>
1: um. I love her. Mama's happens. home. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess I do, because I think Priyanka... I don't know how good Priyanka is in the moment, Mary. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean I guess we've seen the same with her as well, right? Like she's uh she's not quite as quick on her feet as she thought she was. Um I don't know. I mean, I guess that could that would be a huge surprise if Priyanka went like next week.
1: Mm, yeah, a huge surprise and not Alona. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh I mean, I want to see Scarlett win one. I don't know why. I just she's she is, you know, She's not going to win this race, but I want to see her at least, you know, get some kind of participation trophy. All
1: right. I mean, maybe she'll get Miss Congeniality, Mary. Maybe she'll get that.
2: Yeah. Well, that's I wonder because I don't think she will. I wonder who will get Miss
1: Congeniality. Mm. Yeah, I don't know yet. Uh, I don't know. That's weird. It's weird on Canada's Drag Race. We're like, who Right. (laughs) That's yeah. That's the first season. Like who would get Miss Congeniality?
2: (laughs) Like I could see Priyanka getting it, though. I feel like she's been kind of like a friend in the room, okay. and, and I, yeah, I could see Priyanka getting it. All right. Yeah, All
1: right. uh, who's your BSA this week?
2: I mean, I, uh, I, I guess I'm gonna give it to Mary Green. You know, I, I got a <laughs> Mary recognizes Mary. You know, so she answered the phone. You know,
1: uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you could hear me out on this and give it to. Jennifer Boyer Chapman for playing the villain?
2: I, I mean, that's that's a different lens to look at. Like, everybody is coming at this season with, like, oh, Jennifer Bowers Chapman, she's so mean, and, you know, what does he know about drag? You put on some guy liner, and all of a sudden you're, you know...
1: Ugh, liner. Uh, Don't do- call it liner.
2: Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Save me this, the tweets. Um, but, uh, you know, I, sure. I mean, I could also look at the positive lens and go, well... What Jeffrey is doing is getting everybody talking mm-hmm. and uh, keeping thing, keeping the pot stirred every week. And, you know, the reality of the situation is, like, once the season is over and the dust is settled, people will forget about all their, their salty feelings about Jennifer Bowers Chapman. And yeah. people will move on from it. It's all heat of the moment stuff. Right. And I feel like you you got to go into this show, into that kind of role, knowing, like, for about eight weeks, Twitter's going to really hate you. But then like two weeks after that, they're all going to forget.
1: Yeah. I mean, some people will. Um, but the the weird thing about Jeffrey Bory Chapman hate that I think we haven't seen before is I think you're really gorgeous. I uh, just you're so attractive and you're a terrible judge. Fuck you. You don't know anything about drag. You know, and it's everything is mm-hmm. prefaced with you're really hot. But and I hate that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you know, I mean, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised by it, you know.
1: Ugh, God. Anyway, Mary's uh, <laughs> um, Just nature of the beast. Yeah, I mean, I there were some stray thoughts that I think I got all in. And, you know, Jennifer Boyer Chapman doing the impression we hate. We like when it's him. Joan Rivers and Kasha Davis, Toronto's Drag Race. Michelle Visage, uh remembering that she was also an evil judge, right? Um
2: yeah. Any, she's uh, yeah, she's she's had weeks where people hated her. Yeah, and I don't even
1: remember what they were anymore. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Um all that green. Um <laughs> Mary yeah. Mary question, any other stray thoughts before we end this episode?
2: No, no, I mean, you know i'm uh I'm having a good time with Canada's drag race. I'm having a good time with this show, and I think they're doing great and um you know, keep on keeping on and that's what I have to say about that
1: my <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I'm not here to make friends or and... be eloquent, so <laughs> or be eloquent yeah i
1: my stray thought, I would like a ringtone. Of Stacy McKenzie saying "Pop to pom pom," oh, <laughs> or, I just want a
2: ringtone of Stacy McKenzie.
1: <laughs> God, <laughs> I just love her saying "Pop to pom pom." Yeah, she
2: is. You know, I feel like Stacy, and we may have talked about this before, but like Stacy McKenzie is is doing what Pangina did on Drag Race Thailand, where. It's not an impression of another judge or another role. It's not like a version of the Michelle. Like she's her own energy mm. on the on the judges panel, and I uh, I like that. I like that unique identifier of Stacy McKenzie. The same way I love Pangina.
1: Thank fucking you, as she says. Exactly, oh. exactly. You know what, babe? Oh. You know what, babe? Babe. Um, hey, babe. hey, babe. Babe. But babe.
2: <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> oh.
1: Thanks for being honest, babe.
2: (laughs) Oh my god, I would do that entire both seasons again. I would do those
1: seasons again too. Yeah, in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in a second. Definitely the first season. I think I haven't watched the first season in a very long time, and I love Mm. the Royal Fire. I'm sorry. Oh Oh. God, anime like I
2: right. I would even do like a you know a a re recap of the Royal Fire Mm. and be like just revisiting. You know, like that would be kind of fun during like an off season is like just doing one-off episodes, revisiting like great episodes from a season. Sure. You know, Um, the Royal fire. I mean, the musical episode from season two of drag race, Thailand uh, with that lip sync.
1: Yes. Or the, Uh, the, the, the the frock destroyers episode,
2: the frock destroyers episode. Yeah. Like I, I feel like, you know, something from all stars two. Like I think there's, there, you know, uh, Dita Ritz. This will be oh my season God. four. Yeah, so season four, season five, season four, what season was that season four, season four.
1: Yeah, because that's Latrice's season. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and then and even recapping the untucked episode of All Stars one. Episode
2: yes, one, right? yes, uh, yeah, yes. Like that would be. Well, we are coming into like a bit of an off season. We could do like you know. Six weeks of like the faves. You know, hall of fame, yeah, hall of fame episodes, yeah. even from seasons we haven't covered yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: hall of fame episodes. Yeah, I feel like season eight, there's got to be one or two in there. Um,
2: oh, like Bitch Perfect, maybe, mm-hmm. or yeah, or uh, yeah.
1: the the Ruko's Empire.
2: Ruko, I was just gonna say, or Ruko's yeah. Empire,
1: though. I think we did
2: actually one of our first episodes, yeah, we of All did. Mary, right? Because of it
1: right? Uh, oh no, that's BB. No, it's no, that's
2: BB. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's boy. <laughs> I mean, oh, from Stitches season are six. Back! Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Anything that whatever episode includes that, but that is the Ruko's Empire. Yes. But also season six, the rap challenge. Oh, you love that. So we love about but we've. I uh, feel
1: like we've done. We, yeah, it, it bears repeating, as they say.
2: Oh yeah, some of these we've done full recaps mm-hmm. of. I just want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Uh, I don't know what episodes from. 10 to 12, we would recap.
2: Oh, none of them. Uh,
1: season nine, I feel like it might, it might be worth doing the snatch game.
2: The snatch game. Cause that or... was the one
1: with, was that Aja? When did Aja just kill? Uh, that was all stars. Oh four my God. When She was,
2: yeah. Uh, what was her name? Oh my uh, God.
1: From the Queen. Oh, yeah. so good. Like, uh, yeah. Crystal LaBeja. Yeah. She,
2: Crystal LaBeja. That yeah.
1: it's, probably one of the one of the most underappreciated snatch game characters or one that people have to be reminded of that it was so yep. good. It was
2: so good. I rewatched that recently and it is so funny. Who won? That was so if that was All-Stars 4, um Snatch Game. Are you it sure it's was. not All-Stars 3? 3. All-Stars 3, excuse me, All-Stars 3. So then Sorry, it was All-Stars 3. It was Ben and Shangela who were top two. Ben and Shangela. I mean,
1: oh my god! I would have given it to Ben and Aja.
2: Totally, totally. I think Shangela was fine. Yeah, but it was like easy. It was like, oh, I mean, this is great, but like you're doing this in your sleep. Yeah. Oh my uh, god.
1: Uh, I know. Oh, I'm so happy. I just like had that joyful moment there. Um, yeah. They're, they're, I think that those are worth revisiting. Those episodes. Uh, we'll have yeah. to. We'll have to consider it. Um, chime in, Marys, if yeah. you have some Other say, iconic ones mm-hmm.
2: Ooh, the, the Here Comes the Bride Episode from season two Oh, season got, two She's a child Oh, she's and... a child, yes Yeah, <laughs> yeah Maybe we could try to recap the last episode of season two And I won't throw up through the whole thing Oh, I mean, wouldn't that be great Wouldn't that be a nice change of great. pace
1: Oh, Mary yeah. Well, Marys, if you have any thoughts on that Or this episode, Star 69 um, points if you know what that even references because I don't think a lot of people know what Star 69 means anymore. Mm. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All right Mary. You can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com You can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com or if you want you can find me on Instagram at Johnny Also or Twitter at Also one I am in the middle of a Instagram break uh, and I might go back on just to check in um, so apologies if anybody has sent me messages in the, in the last week and a half or so. Uh, I just need a mental break from, from that app. Uh, so anyway, go, go take it away, Colin. <laughs> uh, well, you
2: can, of course, find me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. Or you can find me on Best Supporting Podcast, a celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. Uh, And you can find more of both of us, uh, particularly if you're not a Matreon, you could have access to this episode and lots of other content much sooner uh, by going to patreon.com slash allrightmary.
1: All right, Mary, we have a last chance lip sync this week that I think you've been waiting for, Yes. so take it away, Calgon.
2: I mean, ever since I was a young child watching this Time Life music series, commercials uh on tv i have wanted to feature snowbird by Anne murray as a last chance lip sync or really anything by Anne murray i believe she's saying can i have this dance for the rest for the rest of my life um that one always breaks yes could i have this dance but that's not the one we're doing we are celebrating boa uh spreading her tiny wings and flying away by featuring Anne murray's song snowbird as this week's last chance lip sync
1: and it would be hilarious.
2: <laughs> it would be so funny. It'd be so good. And Anne Murray is, of course, Canadian. So, like, how could we not honor Ms. Murray? Mm,
1: love it. Well, fly away. Uh, fly, 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 as they say. Um, and sorry, not they say. Hannibal Lecter yeah. says that. Uh, <laughs>
2: oh, I thought that was a Sissy That Walk reference.
1: Oh, it could have been. Yeah, no, no. I think fly, fly, fly. Do you know, uh, we we still have to do Sounds of the Lambs on Patreon, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: And one will we'll do that, yeah.
1: Anyway, Mary, it's fly, fly, fly. And we will see you next week for a pageant to dive for. Beneath
0: its snowy metal, cold and clean The unborn grass lies waiting for its coat to turn to green The snowbird sings a song he always sings And speaks to me of flowers that will bloom again in spring When I was young, my heart was young Anything that it would tell me, that's the thing that I would do. But now I feel such emptiness within. For the thing that I want most in life's the thing that I can't win. Spread your tiny wings and fly away. And take the snow back with you wherever it came from on that day. The wildlife forever is untrue. And if I could, you know that I would fly away with you The breeze along the river seems to say